0: quite liberating not having adam here in the room and hosting because uh yeah i don't feel you know under pressure <laughs> <laughs> under pressure although he is gonna have to edit it so uh yeah, yeah it'll be fine i think i'll probably edit this one
1: what <clears throat> yeah. are, mm-hmm. are you yeah you're gonna edit this one good you? to
0: cut bayford out the loop entirely actually. yeah Here we go then. Welcome to the Little Film Podcast. Uh, I'm Tony Kerr in the hot seat, uh, the host seat tonight. Three fine gentlemen surrounding me. Dave Legg. hello. Ollie McVeigh, hello. And the finest
1: <laughs> Pat <Osher>. <laughs> <laughs> That
2: was that was cunning though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah uh, hi.
1: What what an honour to have a blue tick with us, sat in the hosting seat.
0: Yeah, Billy Blue Tick yeah. over there. Billy Blue Tick, big balls. <laughs> Official ITV. Okay. Yeah, uh, not speaking in ITV capacity tonight, though. <laughs> anyway, uh, good to be back. Bit of a horror trot we're on at the moment. I didn't do the last one, but you guys got together to discuss us. Uh, and now we've got another horror movie <laughs> horror movie okay. to uh, grapple with. I haven't got any like clever puns that you know, Adam would usually come up with. So I'm just playing it's quite straight. I miss Adam.
3: Making a bit of a dog's dinner of this one.
0: Pet. Pet don't get catty mate this early another pet <laughs> uh, anyway I don't know what order we usually do things in because I've got quite a bad memory but uh, I reckon we're going to go with a little synopsis first Yep. courtesy of Ollie
3: oh bloody hell did, I think we might have missed what, what food we what film we're doing did you say that? yeah we didn't say what film we we're doing did we say that? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Day one. What film are we doing? Uh, day, day one. Of, yeah,
0: yeah,
3: I'll give up. The film uh, pop training yeah. presenting school.
0: I introduced what film we did last, didn't I? But not actually uh yeah what we did tonight. So the film tonight is Pet Cemetery. Ollie, give us a little synopsis, then we'll go into a few more details.
1: Based on the seminal horror novel by Stephen King, Pet Cemetery follows Dr. Lewis Creed, Jason Clark, who, after relocating with his wife Rachel, Amy Samitz, and their two young children from Boston to rural Maine, discovers a mysterious mysterious burial ground hidden deep in the woods near the family's new home. When tragedy strikes, Lewis turns to his unusual neighbour, Judd Crandall, played by John Lithgow, setting off a perilous chain reaction that unleashes an unfathomable evil with horrific consequences.
0: There we go. As you said, a Stephen King uh, novel originally. And there was a film adaptation, wasn't there, in 1989, uh, so they've decided to make it again. I think most of the films we talk about are have been made before, aren't they, in the end? Especially the Stephen King adaptations, So there seems to
2: be a theme of that at the moment. Coming, Coming back remakes. around for more. Yeah. It's that question as well of, like, when is a remake a good idea? Is it when something was done really poorly and then you remake it? But if it was done too well, why would you remake it? Mm. You know what I mean?
3: I suppose 1989, that's, what, 30 years ago, so... Mm. Most people who were within the age range to watch the film back then, maybe are. Maybe they'll remake um, Kudro next.
2: Have you seen the original Kudro,
3: no, the rabid
2: dog? It's a frightening one. Baffle, stay away from that one. I think.
0: Right before we give you our scores, uh, which obviously are the most important, uh, Ollie is going to give us the uh, the scores from the aggregators.
1: Okay, so IMDb six point two. Rotten Tomatoes, 58%. Metacritic, 57%. Mm. There
3: you go. Interesting.
0: Now, we're not a full compliment for this, are we? Because uh, Adam, uh, the usual host of this little film podcast, uh, didn't fancy it. Didn't fancy this one. He was so frightened of the even the
2: idea of the movie that he doesn't even want to be in the room when we talk about it, which is a bit like... Uh, your partner tone. It's like Emily not, not wanting you to watch horror films because then you'll bring bad
0: vibes back into the house. That's literally it, yeah. Mm. She doesn't want it.
3: I think Adam was terrified enough, wasn't he, watching the trailer when we went to watch Us? Yeah. He saw only half of the trailer because the
2: rest of it, he had his uh, hoodie over his head. Yeah. yeah. Which is embarrassing. But if you've seen he, half
3: the trailer with this, you've seen half
2: the film. So. True. He said, true. He
1: said to me, categorically, I'm not watching that film.
2: I Have a go at him now, though, because... He likes Stephen King, loves some of Stephen King's books, and Shawshank's his favourite film. And he watched like, Hereditary and It. So, well, shame. I'm
1: sure he'll sure be back soon, to see the Peppa Pig episode or whatever <laughs> film. Well, he actually. literally
2: will be here for Dumbo, Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, which comes up next. He, he said he's not sure yet whether he's going to do Detective Pikachu. The trailer looked a bit dark, a bit, bit edgy. Yeah. Mm. There's the aggregator scores then, all much of a muchness. Uh, let's get your scores. David. Uh, 6.5. Ollie? 6. Patrick? 7.5. Wow. I'm a 6. Similar so spread. Yeah. 7.5 is Not, it's
2: relatively high for you. And it's unusual that I'm the I'm giving the highest score. Although, weirdly, maybe I am a horror fan because I think I might
0: have given the highest one for
2: hereditary
1: no bird box bird a box one. Yeah. I gave it you yeah. love it
0: yeah uh, right well let's dig into it then yeah I should say <laughs> 7, 7.5 as well is high but it's not you yeah know. you're not saying
2: it's but a masterpiece I, actually I was between a 7.5 and an 8 so, mm. so yeah I did I did think it was good but. D- dig into
1: d- it's a good one by the way that's a good yeah, one there you go <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Good.
3: that's unintentional very uh, I do think as well this film I probably would have rated it higher had it not been for the trailer but we can get into that yeah we can but that's
2: it. also maybe harsh. As in that it's not it's not the it's not like the actor's faults or
0: anything that the trailer is bad.
2: Do
3: you know no, what I mean? No, but I'll explain I can explain why. Well, it's not it's a
1: bad trailer, it's that it just reveals too much.
0: So your your enjoyment of the film was diminished yeah,
3: really by seen the a lot trailer. Of it, yeah. 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 That's Well, d- that's an interesting. So <laughs> <it's a> really <laughs> we'll just talk me. about no, it. No, Dave, yeah. this is what you think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there there was like two points in the film which were probably like the most surprising bits. The first bit where she gets run over, and and it's really powerful scene. I think, but I'd already mm. seen that she gets run over in the trailer, so the sense of tension was massively diminished for me. So I was like, oh, I know what's happening now. She's run out into the road. And she's yeah. going to get hit by the car. So it didn't. It didn't really truck. truck. Yeah. So it didn't really have the impact that it should have had. Lorry. Go. Lorry or yeah. would have had. Tanker. Had I not seen the trailer, and this and the second thing is eighteen wheeler. When uh, John Lithgow's character is going around the house and she's mm. broken in, mm. when he's searching for her on the top floor, I was again like, "This is supposed to be a really tense moment," but I was like, "Oh, I know that she just cuts his feet when he's on the See, stairs." This is,
2: this is this is quite interesting because I had already covered my eyes in the trailer, and you did cover your eyes, I think. Yeah, but, but just, just too just late after that. Because it was ridiculous. Those things are ridiculous. They were ridiculous in it as well. Do you remember mm. one of the biggest scares in it was when she, I think she's in the bathroom or something and she pulls back the or the shower curtains pulled back and he's there. Yeah. But in the film, I was completely motionless and emotionless watching that because I was like, "Well, I knew that was coming." It's a it's a jump. How do you give away a jump in a trailer? That's basic.
1: Well that is i mean we' do, we've already talked about this in a previous episode, but that's why the the trailer for Hereditary is so good because it completely leads you down the wrong path when you watch, when you've mm. seen that trailer, you've got an idea in your head of what how that film's gonna pan out, but that's just thrown out the window within the first third because it's completely different to what you're expecting. I'm mm. sure the trailer does show you a few like of the horror elements and bits and bobs. But I can't say the trailer ruined that film at all for me. In fact, it was brilliant because it completely threw me off guard.
0: What's really? annoying is, well, I mean, it is another discussion, isn't it? Trailers, but f- f- like a film like this shouldn't be difficult to trail. Yeah. In that it's all like it's all about suspense and, it, and it, that creating that atmosphere, which you don't, as you say, you don't need to show actual moments from the film. You can just create a whole different thing. Do unless it's being cheap.
2: What it is is total lack of subtlety, and it's completely heavy-handed. You know, that famously, the thing of the Cloverfield trailer, this amazing thing about mm. like, the Statue of Liberty's head skidding along the thing, and you don't really see much else. You just see chaos. Brilliant. This film had enough atmosphere in it and creepiness and, like, the masks yeah, and uh, the kids and maybe a shot of the girl once she'd sort of changed and stuff. You don't need actual plot points. We no. had most of the plot points. In fact, it's maybe even worth, like, we'll... we'll you know, for the next time or whatever. like, go, look at the trailer and see how much is given away in terms of what happens. Mm. It's, it's ridiculous. It was a real
3: shame. So I think, yeah, a, a, those few moments which would have given the film more emotional heft for me, both in terms of scares or surprise, were mm. taken away. I think I would have scored it higher if it wasn't for that.
2: Yeah, because just to those, just on those points, um, the scene in the there's there's something which they change from the the book to the to this version of the film. Uh, and that's relevant to the to the crash. But both the crash and the ankle bit, I thought were brilliant. And they were, crucially, they were brilliant because I didn't expect them. It's actually brilliantly done. So, so how do you deal with the fact that, it's like a, a Star Wars prequel. You know what the end result is, or like Han Solo one, how do you still make it a good film and make it suspenseful, even though you know that they're going to survive and whatever? Well, in this one, for people who've read the book, how do you... Surprise people. What you do is you change. Well, maybe one of the things you can do, you can do it in all sorts of ways. One of the things you can do is change plot points. So in the book, it's the boy who dies, uh, he gets run over. Um, and the girl actually doesn't feature that much later on in the book. Um, and so with this one, you see the boy. And actually, I thought the, I mean, I don't know how much he's acting because he's very, very young, but I thought the boy was really like brilliant in this. And you see him and looking at her and she goes out to the road and then you see that he, he's going to follow. And then when he grabs him away from the road, it was such a, like, a shock to me. And then I thought, oh, so that's a bit weird. They're going to have, have to have a whole other scene where the boy goes again into the road and that might not work. And no, of course not. What happens is that she's still there in the road. So that's, that, that's really clever, I think, for people who are like, oh, I know what happens here, like, like, like I was. And then in the case of the ankle, that was again, I think, really well done because of the, the way it's filmed. So you see it like from under the bed. Um, I mean, it's probably like a, it's a classic horror mm. technique. You know, the, like it's like you're looking from the cupboard, but actually there's nothing there, whatever. But looking from under the bed, and you fully expect the her to, you know, that she's yeah. got a scalpel and whatever. And it's even the thought of that. It's like in Kill Bill, that happens in Kill Bill. Do you remember when she. Yeah, yeah. It's a horrible like thought. And then it doesn't happen, but then does just moments, moments later. Um, but yeah, key, key suspense things ruined by the trailer.
3: Yeah. So great shame, but. Mm. I I can't go back and change how I feel about it, unfortunately.
1: I think trailer... Are we just going to carry on? Yeah, just blitz in. So like trailer aside, there are bits of it I really enjoyed. I thought some of the cinematography was really good. I thought the two central performances were very good. The parents. Mm. I didn't think the girl was very good, but I did think the younger boy was. But the whole thing, for me, just felt like a kind of -of run-of-the-mill... Nuts and bolts. horror... Like it was nothing special about it. It didn't. It didn't quite pack the same punch of emotion that Hereditary did for me. Because it's quite a similar instant in Hereditary where a child is lost. That had much more. Um, had much more of an impact on me than in Pet Cemetery. It just didn't quite have that like actually, emotional edge.
2: It's quite a good comparison as well because in both instances they're both horror films, but that's a completely identifiable, real, plausible. Yeah uh relatable incident um that someone can be killed by a car or like in a in a in a in a car in a road accident um and quite weird in a way that they're quite central to the to a horror film where those aren't horror they're not they're not supernatural or anything
3: yeah i think what this film did have though that was really good was like lots of jump
1: scares you i sat next to you You jumped about five times one of which Two of the times involved a vehicle coming out. Of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's the first big jump, though. One, one of
2: those is is, is very good, and you, you said it was you were really jumpy in it as well. And uh, when I saw it in the cinema world, there were only five people in there, but the two who were kind of like in my eye lines over there, I saw the woman like it was like a comedy thing, like like spraying popcorn on it, all <laughs> yeah. herself on the bit where Zelda, the sister, which is that whole yeah. section, I think, is brilliant but mm. really horrible uh, when she like
0: comes down the The, the dumbwaiter yeah that's the most unsettling bit from a sort of like almost uh, yeah a bit over the top horror Mm. that that was unsettling the most power you know you talked about it before but the uh yeah when uh, the girls knocked down by the tanker that that that's handled really well i thought and is the most powerful and upsetting kind of scene of the the, the film and that's and you know that's the it's the realistic kind of element of it and i think it's played out
1: played out well yeah i I agree with you that's one of the strongest points of the film i just feel like if you watch hereditary i'm sorry to keep bringing up hereditary but if you watch hereditary they're like aftermath of the event i feel in hereditary was yeah. just dealt with so much better like so much more believable and like gut wrenching and like just devastating d- in this one i did get a sense of that but for me it didn't quite tied together as much as it it did in the hereditary I agree with all of
2: that, except the word believable, because I think both reactions are believable, but they're both, like, utterly distraught by it. But one of them, they focus much more on... It's more, like, voyeuristic, actually, like the hereditary one, because it's like, let's see the mother's reaction, like, almost in real time kind of thing.
1: Can I ask... um, Because, Pat, you've read the book, haven't you? Yeah. David, have you read the book? I
3: haven't read the book, no.
1: Can I just... Because one of the things that I after watching the trailer because i didn't know anything really about mm. the story was that i thought it was going to go much more down the path of like a cult or a culty thing mm. with the you know the children with the masks on and the, the parade to the the cemetery for some reason i thought it was it was going to have like a sort of cult theme mm. hanging over but it 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 didn't really and the what are the significance of the the children and the masks is it just a thing or is I, it
0: yeah there was know, quite there's a few bits of uh, no. So you,
3: no, I was just going to say, yeah, because I, I agree with you. I think it felt like it was setting up for like an interesting sort of like side action on like Wicker Man vibes. Yeah,
2: it's very, very strange, actually. I hadn't until you asked that. I hadn't actually thought about that. But it's not at all relevant to the book, the masks. It's literally not in there. It's it's like they felt, which is a shame because they missed out loads of stuff from the book, which also I mentioned to Tone it's a very curious thing where a director clearly decides how scary to make something because the material in the book is much more upsetting um, and much more horrible. Um, and you, that stuff easily could have been put in, but wasn't. So, and then what's weird is that you take out that stuff, but then you go, hang on, what this needs is some slightly sort of true detective esque Wicker man esque kind of any one of those types of things. Um, Cult type, uh, almost religious oriented masks and things. And, and, I don't know, maybe that's again like, let's put that in the trailer. And and that's
3: also a bit misleading.
2: You could say yeah. that the, the trailer's again guilty because it's like misleading you into think, oh, this is going to be like a cult type thing, like Wicker Man.
3: The only thing I didn't know about those children was whether or not, on reflection on it, was whether or not they were supposed to be other children in the town who died and their parents had then gone and buried them in the same place and they'd come back to life and that they were just then weird kids with the masks. yeah because she wears the the mask when she comes back initially Mm -hmm. i didn't know if maybe that's kind of what they were saying that they've got these
2: even even her wearing the mask as i say that isn't in the book and it's like what that's not needed like why would she come back from the dead and head back and go i know i'll make myself slightly more frightening by putting on like this like slightly distorted rabbit mask thing it's 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 a bit of a cheap trick i think um, I, yeah i but... also
0: i didn't i didn't fall asleep in this one uh but wow. I, <laughs> wow really but one bit yeah. great host just. <laughs> what, what the, the one aspect of it i didn't really understand uh i mean, only seen the film once was the whole uh the, the, the guy pascal, pascal yeah. like why why lewis saw him kind of bolt upright and saying stuff and then why he was the one the vision kind of haunting him throughout the film i, I didn't
3: well i think what they're suggesting and again maybe you can spread a bit of light on this from the book, is that it, the supernaturalness is not just within that small area in the back of the forest where they're burying stuff because the wife, for example, has had this long-term issue with her sister and has problems with that. And it comes back. And it comes back. And I think they're suggesting that the little boy has problems with seeing that character coming back as a ghost and, and he sees him in other parts of the film. But why does the boy see him? This
2: is... Um, can I jump to Yeah, yeah. So i'll try and make a case as well for why i think it is that it is it is good you know you talk about um uh marvel films dc and you talk about that universe you talk because things in it are related to each other you have to remember with stephen king stuff which i've only come to recognize more fully in the last few years is that there are hints that it's sort of within the same world so interestingly um again, another reason why Adam should should be doing this. Adam really enjoyed the Stephen King book, I think it's called 11 63 And it's about mm. the idea that someone goes back in time and prevents JFK from being killed, and then what happens stuff. But Adam said there's a section in that where he was a bit like, lost by it. But basically, it's set in the town of Derry, yeah. and um, which is the town from it. Um, and you might remember that in it, it's really strange that what Stephen King does that I think sets him apart as being like a really... I think he is in some ways a genius. He's incredibly prolific. Uh, but what he does is he distorts the kind of natural order of things and everything's unsettling. So do you remember in It, you, the adults are kind of like unfriendly and like there'll be a horrible incident with kids going on and the adults just sort of drive past or a teacher will kind of look kind of slightly sadistic and stuff. And you're just kind of thinking like, why... Like, everything's, like, tainted here. And, you know, in this one, they said, oh, the the ground is sour. Yeah. And you notice the road sign. They
3: drive past Derry. They drive yeah.
2: past Derry. So, so no, sorry, j- just on that point, what I was going to say was that sometimes, and I hope I'm not being hypocritical here, because in some things, I don't like it when things don't make sense at all, and there's no rules. You know, like we talked about the thing in Game of Thrones with the demon the woman giving birth to demon being one of the worst parts of the whole show because you're just like hang on there has to be a line of what is and isn't possible within this world so in this one in the book what happens is is that they move to this sleepy little town the first thing is is that which is done well in the film is that when he's shocked by the truck going past it's and it works well in the film it's kind of supernatural because you'd hear a truck from distance but in this town they go unbelievably fast, and it seems like he kind of doesn't hear it at all. He, like, steps out, and then it rushes past. Mm. So something like that. And then, what, and then what's shocking is that, like in Derry, Derry has a weirdly high death rate, murder rate. And it's like, why? It doesn't make sense. And in this one, they move there because he wants a quieter life. And the first thing that he deals with is a horrible, I think in the book it's maybe a cycling... It's a cyclist who gets hit. And he thinks at first he's not too bad. And then he looks at his head and like part of his brain is showing and stuff. Horrible. And it's and it's yeah. it's really horrible in the book. And then all it is, is that that guy's dying words are said to the guy. It's not that it's a ghost or something. He He does then dream about him later on. But it's not that the guy like comes back. Just stuff that creeps you out. Hmm. And kind of the fact that the old guy is compelled to take him to the thing. It's like... Uh, it's really clever. I
0: think, Ollie, Ollie, were you going to come with something before?
1: No, I just had a little anecdote about the, the dairy <laughs> reference. The, uh, the dairy reference. That was quite a funny moment in the cinema. <laughs> where yeah, me, and, me, and, me and Dave were sat next to each other and the dairy sign came up. And we literally, at the same time, both turned to each other and just went, pointed up and went, Oh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the... Yeah. Such geeks. Yeah, yeah. Geeks. Doing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: yeah. We're just getting in, uh, in uh, you know, a bit deeper into the film, mm. That the whole kind of central concept of. Uh, you know, bringing back someone for, or something from the dead, and you know, as we were saying before, Pat, and, and, yeah, exactly. And then, and then being, you know, not themselves, but but present. Do, do you think the film? Do you guys feel the film, like in the way it was handled, got the most? Because that is that's a, a nice, you know, it's an interesting idea. Do you think the film got enough out of it, or or played it to its most <sighs> for
1: potential? For me, like I was really enjoying the film more up to the point where. Ellie comes back from the dead. I thought the build-up to that, so maybe the first half or two-thirds of the film, I enjoyed a lot more. But as soon as Ellie comes back, it just just turned a bit naff for me.
2: But hang on, but but Church had already come back. The cat.
1: Yeah, I didn't mind the cat. The the cat was cool. The cat was creepy, but her, the girl—whether it's just the performance of the actress really? or—I I just didn't didn't quite work for me.
3: I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with that. I like the themes of bringing people back, and I thought it was handled really well. And I thought. They were scary and just weird and different and threatening enough that it unsettled you. The thing I didn't like is the journey to going to get those people Mm. back where it suddenly felt like it was in a very different film. So like woods with like that sort of like settled mist and are there things in the trees and then you're going up the steps to like an ancient temple. It felt like it was kind of like an afterthought. They were like maybe originally they were just burying them behind the woods. They did.
2: It's all bullshit. Oh, really? As in, in the book, the whole reason that there's a pet cemetery before those logs mm. is because of people knowing that there's something horrible in the woods and that they've basically made like a fake one there so that kids will be like, oh, that's the famous pet cemetery. And they go there and don't go further. But all it is in the book is that beyond that, a bit further, I don't think there's even a barrier. There's one... So people stop there and go like, oh, there's mm. that. Later on, like further into the woods... There's just another
0: cemetery. Much better. That's
2: Way much better. better. Yeah. Also it's like bit- this. It, and there's none of the mist. There's none of
0: the... It looks like fucking Mordor. Yeah, it visually, I mean, it's uh, very cheap, isn't it? it? It really lets the whole
3: thing down. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure you see Saruman hiding in the trees <laughs> you, you at one point. Do, and lightning. It's yeah. actually
0: like that
2: scene when um, one of the ring wraiths is on the horse and you see the lightning and stuff. It was just like that. And then completely pointless, like the masks. Mm. When what this leads me to say, is really, I really recommend reading the book. I like Even after seeing this, it's very, very readable. And all the stuff that you like is there, and all the stuff that you're criticising isn't. Um, the only thing is, I, I would say, I thought the girl was really good, because uh, I thought they got her sort of the level of sweetness when she's a little girl, quite good, like when she's doing her sort of like ballet type thing and kind of looking for their approval. She's quite likeable. I thought that performance was good. I thought they could have done her when she comes back better. And also, it's again a bit strange. It's more frightening that a toddler would come back and be distorted and be able to say more than a toddler would be able to say, which is what happens in the the book. And to give one example, and this is going to get quite dark, but like in the book, the mother starts to realise she's gone away, like in the film. But then from what's happening and from stuff she hears, I think from Judd or something, about she starts to realise that the world isn't as she seemed. And when she comes back, she's calling out her husband's name. And there's quite a chilling moment in the book where she calls out Gage, who's died. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, and then he comes in and he doesn't look distorted enough. He's just, he looks like he was killed in a traffic accident. So he's got like a bulge above his eye and all this stuff. But she's like Gage, and he says like, "Mummy, like I got and I got you a present." And then behind his back, he's just holding a scalpel. And then, but that that's brilliant. Mm. And then I don't think you see you don't see him like attacking her. You just the husband then finds her. But it's like all that stuff like it can be done a bit better. And and her doing the dance performance again and knocking stuff over, I thought was like quite good. And putting on the dress that she was buried in, quite good. But again, could be could be done better. Can
1: I-, I ask about the? the ending of the film, because mm. I actually quite enjoyed the ending. I thought it sort of tied up quite nicely and it sort of just stopped at the right time. It was just cut and mm. finished at the right time. Is it the same ending as the book? My, my
2: brother is a massive uh, reader. It's one of his favourite endings to a book and it is a bit different. What happens in the book is that Church comes back, the cat, and it's really well done in the book. Like it, It's kind of the same cat, but it's got this horrible smell of like death, basically. And the, you know how the, it, it's quite well done in the film, the mother, the daughter hugs the mother, but she's kind of like backing away she's, yeah. because there's something wrong. And that's handled really well. Um, exactly like in The Exorcist, which the more horror films you see now, you realise how f- frightening The Exorcist was. The things which are brought back have seen stuff and they can, you know, there's a scene where the little boy says to Judd, I saw, which kind of happens when he's like, mm-hmm. I saw Norma down there. Uh, in hell, and like you don't know, but she was fucking all your friends, and it's. And, but that's coming from a toddler, mm. so it's it's got all that effect. But how it ends anyway is that uh, the boy kills the mother, and then you have him, I think, doing this journey with the mother's. That the father doing the journey with the mother's body, and then it's him like working away at his laptop or something like that, and you just have like a hand put on his shoulder and then it just it has the word like darling and then it just like stops which is it it it's works nice, really yeah well. good abrupt I, kind of yeah
3: i did like the ending and i like the way they were approaching the car as like a family because in a way it's an unhappy ending but in another way it's like a happy ending because you're together. like the family's like yeah, well, they become you, like united, monsters, in, yeah united in death <laughs> it's
2: like it's yeah. not actually all bad yeah i should point out by the way i missed the first like i don't know how long minute or two well, so the, the opening f- scene, yeah. yeah. I missed the opening scene because I was in. I was buying popcorn chicken.
3: Well, I don't know how you... Popcorn chicken.
2: Great cinema snow. Unbelievable. I
3: don't know how you how you feel about this tone, but I have a weird thing where I really don't like the beginning of the film being the ending of the film. Yeah. So they do a panning shot with the house burning and the car there, and then they pan up to the car. And there's
0: blood on the windows yeah. and then a trail of blood. And then really? It, and
3: then it comes back yeah. to the, to the hmm. actual start of the film. I don't like that narrative structure particularly because you always know what a film is leading to it's like the trailer it's just giving away bits really isn't it
2: <laughs> so what I saw was her walking in the woods yeah so how much oh you missed you missed like that half film <laughs> <laughs> is, you know what this is like this is like when you someone wakes you up and they're like you've been asleep for two hours you're like no no, no it's five minutes it's like, I don't know how much I missed
0: I was actually yeah I mean judging by what you've been saying about the book I wonder to me when I looked at the running time for this film and I'm usually an advocate for a shorter film Uh, Yeah, I was, I was quite, I was like, oh, it's not too long, quite happy with that. Uh, But it sounds like they could have probably made it, let it breathe a little bit more, you know, another 10 or 15 minutes to kind of get around that stuff. But yeah, I I just wonder with these horror films, like when I was a kid, uh, there was all kinds of uh, horrors, which were genuinely unsettling, genuinely scary. And it seemed to be there were, there was more of a, you know, like a public consciousness about them that they were kind of notorious whereas now i don't i don't know they, they never seem that like horror movies never seem to kind of capture the public imagination as perhaps they once did i wonder is that because just horror as a genre in film has been it's just such a well-trodden road is it that yeah that you know we just you just get less affected by that kind of stuff as you get older because this this seemed to me and why i gave it at 6 because it like yeah there was some it was some, I like, I really liked Jason Clark. Uh, he was, he was I thought great, he was really strong, like kind of perfect for this kind of film. Yeah. There was some really interesting elements, some good scares and good jumps, but overall it just felt, as, you, as I think you said, run of the mill. It, it just, it d- just feels a bit kind of forgettable. They feel slightly, like you said about the ending, um, that there's almost like a
2: happy, it's like, well, hang on. But if some of them are sort of, if some of them have come back and some of them haven't, then it won't work. But if they all go like that, they can live as happy zombies, basically. Yeah, It's a bit like, it's like It. We enjoyed It, but almost more as a kind of kids gang together to fight something, rather than, oh my God, it's ruined my early, like, yeah. life. <laughs> Which I'm not calling for, but it's again that thing of they easily very 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 easily could have made this film much more horrible and much scarier Mm -hmm. and it's just a question of like where's the decision to not do that like why
3: i think that's it it's like how far do you go now i think the exorcist is like a great example you were talking about it like in that film it felt like they were willing to go as far as they had to to like truly chill people to the bones there are people that try and do the real like horrible shock gore horror and that's not really it that like that's not going to last you that's just filth there's the jump scares you know of which like this had, had plenty and stuff like that but there's not things which really last you i think like the only two things i think that have come close to it for me recently would be hereditary or the haunting of hill house which is the the tv show but i feel like it's you just need to have a connection to characters and genuinely care about them and then horrible things happen and it works. I
1: think unfortunately as well, it's all down to a marketing thing as well, that they're very careful about what they do in these films to get the age certification. Because this is a 15. This is a 15. So they, they're looking at Pet Cemetery as a film. And they're going, right, we can't do this. We can't do that because we don't want it to be an 18. We want it to be a 15 so that teenagers can come and watch it. And, and whether the director had an original cut of the film which was scarier, which was a bit more nasty and a bit more horrible. And the film company were like, yeah, we really like it, but we're going to have to tone it down a little bit because we want to we get it in this bracket. I I think that does have some bearing on how these films get released.
3: Yeah, and it's, it's a bit cynical, but it's probably right, to be fair. <laughs> but um, just to give... There's no
2: way of me bringing this up without it being quite horrible, maybe so much that so we might edit it out. But no, there's a scene in the exorcist which is probably the most famous scene which is actually incredible like in many ways in which the girl has descended and she's got worse and worse and worse and more more demonic uh, and the makeup and everything in that film is done incredibly well mm. for like when it was made and stuff and the mother hears banging and stuff upstairs she it's her sweet little daughter that she loves more than anything comes upstairs opens the door And the girl is sitting back on the bed with this weird look. And I think she's maybe got vomit on her face. And she's stabbing herself over and over again in the vagina with a crucifix. And then the mother tries to stop her and she grabs the mother's head and like shoves it towards her and goes, lick me. It's nightmarish. And then the mother's like thrown against the wall and she turns around and that's when the head turning thing happens. And that's actually done really effectively as well. Um, And you're like, that's, genuinely horrible and upsetting so like why isn't there a film where and i thought hereditary might be it where people like this is this generation the exorcist it's like it isn't it is it's a good horror film but it's not controversial like that like with this film actually had an opportunity for that because because like the boy coming back it's a toddler but he's speaking with a voice that's a bit like the girl's voice in the exorcist Mm. and he's saying stuff which is like about yeah Jud's wife in hell yeah. and how he goes into the boy he goes into graphic detail about what her his friends used to do to her and stuff and the the guy's saying you little mm. motherfucker i'll send you back to hell and it's like it's horrible so like i
3: i agree with a, I agree with a lot of that but i do think the controversial point is maybe not so necessary just if you think like the Blair Witch project it's or like an amazing yeah. horror film, and or it is and really And that created
0: scary. such a huge and, had such and a huge actually, effect, didn't it? But you, yeah,
2: and actually, though it was comedy as well, Scream yeah. as well. Yeah. Scream was terrifying the, the, op- the opening part of Scream, and partly because it's plausible as well. Like, yeah, people have watched too many horror films acting them out.
1: A Bit random, but just referencing the uh, Nando's heat system: <laughs> lemon and herb, medium and hot. I, for me, a lot of horror films You'll today... You'll notice
3: he uh, didn't mention the top spice, can't handle extra it. Extra hot.
1: The uh, most modern day horror films, I would say, sit in the category between lemon and herb and medium, and you rarely get a hot. I think that's and fair. I think, yeah, for me, a hereditary was very nearly at a hot, because it had some really quite shocking elements <laughs> in it. Not, ne- not necessarily scares, but in regards to making you feel really uncomfortable and gut-wrenching it nearly hit the mark but i've not seen a, fil- a horror film in a long time which for me there's actually there's one moment in um insidious have you seen insidious there's one particular scene in that which did genuinely make me jump and i rarely do jump in these films but but anyway did as going back to your point like these sort of hot horror films if mm. you like those are from back in the day like the 80s the 70s the early 90s
2: the exorcist is hot if not extra
1: hot that's my point it's like
2: you could do that 40 years ago with not much gore and the answer is definitely as you mentioned dave it's not hostile yeah that's not hot that's torture porn it's just shit yeah Yeah. there is scope for it like for sure and people would people you know you say why do people watch horror and they want to be kind of shocked or take, taken out of the comfort zone? Take them a bit further out of their comfort zone.
3: Mm. I think, I was just gonna say, I think there's a, a wider problem where people are, I think to your point, Ollie, afraid to give things an 18 rating these days. If you remember when we were growing up, all the big films were 18s and we oh we, we really wanted to see them, you know, Aliens, Terminator, like Face the, Off, Candyman, Candyman, yeah, Con Air. It's They're not, terrifying as well. Not afraid to give films an 18, knowing that if it's a good film, it would be successful these days those you know three years they just think you know that's an audience that would mm. come and watch this and they don't want to cut it out and it's it's uh, it's a real shame
2: is it like the age of is it like sort of the age of drinking in america though where basically you've seen all of those films by the time you're like people yeah. have obviously been drinking before they turn 21 they'll have seen the 18s because i you know and actually probably some of them i did see too young well, but, it. like, Candy, oh, yeah. Candyman and stuff... Candyman's one of those. That's a hot, I think. That's really, like, horrible and upsetting and and quite clever.
0: I think I saw but, Candyman when I was about 11. Yeah, it's, mm. that's probably too
2: young. Yeah.
0: It's, We're talking it, about it and, and and
2: and- <laughs> <that>, just one <laughs> yeah. Just one point about... I wonder if you agree with this, is that one of the things that we keep talking about that makes these things scary is that they're realistic. So the reaction to what happens in Hereditary is realistic, and what happens is realistic the death of the girl in this one is realistic. Um, what happens in Scream? That sort of stuff happens, you know, and and it might be that it's someone shooting up a school, which is horrible, it, it, which happens because they've watched, you know, some of them, they do, they collect, like, serial killers who collect uh, cuttings of other serial killers. All of that stuff, the reason it's scary is because it's, it's, it's Real. realistic. And what's, though Candyman has elements of the supernatural, lots of elements of supernatural, it also, the reason that Candyman frightened me so much is that everyone blames the central woman and she's the one who's got it right, but the world like turns on her. And then, especially because I'm a bit claustrophobic and stuff, they then like have her in a straitjacket and like lying, like shackled and stuff, but she's right. And so all of that stuff, that, that's, would you agree that, that, that often what's scariest, even within a horror film, maybe that's why Jaws works or something, it's because like, that can happen.
3: yeah. The, well, sca- the scariest bit in all the horror films we see are the bits which could happen.
0: I was going to say, one, one of the most like horrible and unsettling scenes I, I've seen in the film is Heavenly Creatures. Have you seen that? No. Peter Jackson It's like from the early 90s with Kate Winslet. Two girls kind of fall in love and uh, they get, uh, I haven't watched it for ages, but basically yeah, their parents kind of try and keep them apart. Uh, and then, yeah, eventually the two girls go on a walk. They're going to walk with the the mother, and they uh just like she walks head, and they just like lump her over the head with a rock in a in a sock or something like that. Oh my god! But it's hot. Like the, the noise she makes is horrible. Yeah. And then they're like, she you can just hear her. And, oh, it's just like it mm. stayed with me. It's horrible.
1: Yeah, it's the uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, similarly with the the uh, mallet, the mallet over the head. the yeah. noise it makes. Is- and it was
2: it was them hitting a watermelon, wasn't it? Yeah, which is a horrible. Even horrible. the thought of that is horrible. <laughs> Anyway,
0: has anyone got any really good points I want to make, or should we bury this?
3: Like twice. Come so <laughs> on, there
0: we go. Anyway, it's prob- yeah, probably time to move on.
1: Uh, cheers, guys. Thanks, Tone. Thanks, Thanks not for- Tone. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for stepping in. in. Well, I tried to, I I tried to what, interject. I fully a few times understand a now why you have a blue tick. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I fully understand why Adam's our regular
2: host. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, uh, well, you'll be pleased that I'm taking my blue tick elsewhere. Adam's jumping into the hot seat and you're going to be discussing Dumbo next. Thematically similar. Hmm. Animals.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, guys. Cheers.
0: So the film tonight is Pet Cemetery. Cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like we pause so
0: that the audience we yeah. pause to anticipate the applause
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then we carry
0: on. Just take it no all in. put yeah. a laugh track in there. Uh yeah. We pet-, applaud. pet cemetery.
1: Based on the seminal horror novel by Stephen King, Pet Cemetery follows Dr. Lewis Creed, Jason Clarke, who after relocating his with his wife, Rachel, Amy... So... <laughs> How do you say it? It's English, your first language. Amy
3: Sem... Semmets?
1: <laughs> S-E-I-M-E-T-Z. Semmets.
3: He can remember the last
1: name DiCaprio. Semets. I'm just going with Semets. Pet Semets, Terry. <laughs> ignore, my, ignore my tip. What did you say? Semets. Semets. Okay, yeah. cool. Right.
2: He's going to say Semets again, isn't he?
1: discovers a mysterious, mysterious burial ground hidden deep in the woods near the family's new home. When tragedy strikes, Lewis turns to his unusual neighbour A neighbor. Uh, neighbor Judd. <laughs> I also can't really like, that. I also really like the upbeat
2: when tragedy strikes. I can't do it. Who can't comes can't. to the door but Eddie Murphy? <laughs> Big Daddy's house.
1: <laughs> carry on, Ali. Right, you can cut. You can cut this in. Big Mama's house four. When tragedy strikes, lyric turns to his. When tragedy strikes.